talking to you about what to look out for when shooting a promotion video. I'm Alicia Piazza with Custom Marketing Solutions. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Bill of W. Palmentier Photography. And together we make up the, the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. So today we are going to be discussing uh, what to look out for when shooting a promo video. Yeah. This what is an area we've kind of got a little bit of experience in. <laughs> Should we define what a promo video even is? I think, think that's a great idea, okay. actually. I think uh, the, the key that, uh, yeah, I think this definitely is. We'll let you take that, though. <laughs> you define the promo video, Well, a resident photographer yeah. and videographer. A, a promo video is basically a way to uh, get out to your audience who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. Usually it's in a short-form video, anywhere from one to three minutes maybe five minutes tops. So it's not like a whole documentary. No, no. <laughs> There'd be some people that would want to do that. Uh, in some cases, it will have more than just a person speaking. So there's a, there's a number of different ways to define a promo video. But basically, at its simplest form, it's a way of explaining to people what your business is and what you do. Like a commercial. Yeah, basically a mini And you commercial. could also do one for an event. Right? True, true, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so yeah, that's another way of doing it. I know one minute doesn't sound like a lot of time, but one minute of video is actually quite a bit of information, you know, if you do it right. Sure, Um, So you said one to three minutes. So what would be an example of, you know, the longer format? A a longer format's typically going to be a a situation where you're going to have a lot of what they call B-roll. And I know before you say it, I know you're going to say, what is B-roll? What do we do with that? I thought it was sushi. I love sushi. No, that's California roll. Oh, okay. Well, you were close. Now, basically, B-roll is uh, footage that isn't your primary subject. So basically all that means is it's a fancy way of saying, uh, let's say you're you're promoting a factory. Mm -hmm. B-roll may be footage of just somebody going across the the factory floor showing what goes on at, at kind of a high level. Mm-hmm. Or detail on some machinery running, or yeah, exactly. So it's it's not something that's necessarily imperative to what you're uh, talking about, but it's it enhances it. Cool. Okay. So, so uh, that's the best way to put that. So if you start adding things like B-roll in, and uh, you can get it to up, to up to about two or three minutes real easily. You can go quick. You know, be surprised how fast. But uh, if you're doing just a, a basic talking head video. Mm-hmm. A minute, minute and a half tops. You, know, yeah. you really don't need to go much more than that. Because I'm thinking, like, they're not really promotional, but they're commercials, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them are t- between 20 and 30 seconds. Then you get the longer ones, which are usually, like, for prescription medications, where they go into an explanation <laughs> of everything. <laughs> yeah, that that whole does. list of things that you can't. Yeah, everything that will kill you. Yes, yes. Uh, those tend to be about a minute. 
and they pack a lot of information, uh, you know, into those commercials. And they have a lot of B-roll kind of kind of video too. They show like a lady running through the field with her dog, and she's happy. Yeah, like that type. Yeah, of yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and was, she's sleeping well. What was the one with the? Was it like Cialis or something like that, where they had the okay. tubs out over the Vista? I like, yeah, I never understood that. I didn't the side by side tubs. It's like, how is that romantic? Like, yeah, I, especially with the product that they were trying. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So, so so that's B-roll footage, basically. Okay, so one one to three minutes for a promo video. All mm-hmm. right. So, and it's used to you know obviously promote your business. Sure, sure. Um, Any type of business can use a promo video, I would assume. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now there there are some criteria you have to think about before you even start. Well, actually, there's a list of things you want to go through during the process of putting together a promo video. But first and foremost, the thing you want to look at is what is your end goal. What are you going to be using it for? Are you going to be using it for website? Are you going to be using it for social media? You might even be using it on regular good old-fashioned television. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those things are all going to kind of input into what what your final decision is. Right. Now, that's format. Format-wise, yeah. But there's some strategy here, too. Sure, sure. You You want to make sure... Well, before we go to that point, first you have to go. No, it's okay. You, 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 we're getting to that point, but the reality is you want to figure out the quality of it first. If you're doing a quick promo that's going to go up on Facebook, it may not be very, may not have a need to be very polished. Okay. Of course, some are polished. I'm not saying that. Right. That's an exclusive thing. But you can you can get away with, with a, a little bit more an iPhone on a tripod and some decent lighting and yes, not yes. a whole lot of you know production quality or. or Plus. It's kind of like what the user expects. Like, if you saw something like that on Facebook, it'd be like, okay, cool, yeah, you know, like it's, yeah. it's social media. But then if you saw that on um, TV, you'd be like, what the? Yeah, yeah, if you saw that as a commercial on a, on like a TV break, you'd be going, hey, and come to John Chuck. Right. Or, or, or <laughs> yeah, camera. that would be <laughs> iPhone video with a guy doing a selfie. Although you know? it would probably get your attention. Uh, it <laughs> might. It would, but I would not. Good probably way. the wrong kind. <laughs> Question the quality of the food, maybe? Yeah. You know, it's like if, okay. So, yeah, you're right. They're, on social media, I think the expectations are maybe a little bit lower on a website, a little mm-hmm. more formal on you know, broadcast, even more. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. so then the next step, once, once you've decided what you're going to be using it for, and that's not to, let me back up for one more second and say that you can use videos multi-platforms, but ideally you want to sit down before you even start and say, okay, where does the primary area I'm going to be using these? Then the next thing is a storyboard. You're familiar with storyboards, you know, yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. Basically, a storyboard or script. Sometimes it's drawn out in like a cartoon form, looks like the old fat, the old uh, comic strips. Yeah, but you're uh, you're basically blocking out what you want to happen. Exactly, exactly. You know. At the very least, you want to have a basic outline of what you're going to be speaking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to have to stumble through trying to figure out. Okay, the day of the shoot, how am I going to? do this video yeah we we discovered that didn't we well yeah i mean we we had a basic script but we found out that there were pitfalls to that you know mm-hmm. there were there were certain things especially when we weren't actors it was real easy to get caught up in the i am not reading a cue card type right. of thing you know <laughs> well we got we got very focused on the content and we did have a script mm-hmm. but what we forgot was it also has you have to memorize it exactly it has to look natural you know there's things to consider like uh what what your face looks like you know what kind of expression you have <laughs> you sure. can't change what your face looks like sometimes <laughs> <laughs> well my what i what i meant you should what probably I meant be wearing was, a mask he meant no yeah. <laughs> Is uh, your, your facial who, expressions, you know, like, yes. are you smiling or, or like me, do you have a severe case of RBF? 
<laughs> I was going to say, but so, Justin, he just has no poker face. That's all it is. I, just, I don't. I really have. I have one face. Is what I have. <laughs> you know, I've. Uh, but you know what you do with your hands and mm-hmm. how to frame it. I mean, there was a lot more to it than than just the script and the content. And, and we kind of learn that very quickly. It's like, sure. wow, there's all these other things to consider. We sure. are not professionals. Now, <laughs> now, the other thing to keep in mind is part of the storyboard is. Uh, you also want to figure out where the cuts are going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when we were doing the promo video, for those of you who haven't seen it, we've got a promo video up on our YouTube page that you can see the actual final cut. And I think we actually still have the uh, the bloopers from that, which was kind yeah, of fun just to see. I think the bloopers actually worked out better, I think, than the promo <laughs> I video. I think it was one of our more popular videos, but anyway. Uh, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, cutting, so editing. It, it, cutting uh, is something important that you want to think about, or at least the person that's going to be producing the video for you needs to be thinking about it ahead of time. Because there's nothing more boring than having just one person's face yeah. and no cuts in and out. Yeah. That's why B-roll falls into place a lot of times, is so you can cut in and out while somebody's narrating, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you put a face to the person for a second or two, then you show some B-roll as they're continuing to talk, back to the person... Uh, car salesmen are, are are great for doing that. You know, when you start seeing the, the car commercials on TV, watch a few of those. Right. They all cut in and out constantly. They'll right. be showing the car, and then they'll be talking, and they'll be showing people in the car, and, and so and on and so forth. It's effective because there are two different parts of your brain that are processing the information. There's the part of your brain that's processing what's being said, mm-hmm. and another part of your brain which is processing the images, and you're responding to them in different ways. One's more emotional. Uh, and visceral, and the other one is, you know, more logical, and and you're processing, you know, what's being said. So you can, you can do quite a bit of cutting and still have the person get the content, you know, exactly. get what you're saying. Exactly. Then the next step is, uh, okay, you you, fig- you figured out your storyboard, you figured out your script, B-roll footage if you need any. Um, t- that's easier in some uh, professions than it is in others to find B-roll. Uh, what would you say would be a really tough one to shoot B-roll in? <sighs> Lawyers, CPAs, CPAs. You know, yeah. a lawyer is tough because you can't follow them in the courtroom and, you know, <clears throat> and video them as they're, you know, hammering away at a witness or something. You right, know? right. So, so what would you do in that case? What what would the B roll be? I'd probably use something along the lines. It's kind of cliche, but them doing a consultation with an, in, an, in their office setting okay. with somebody, uh, and have them narrating the background a, a little bit about what they do, how they do it. Lawyers is probably a bad. Uh, analogy only because of the fact that there's so many bad lawyer commercials out there. Yeah, well, <laughs> nah, really? nah, just a few. <laughs> so let's take let's take a different approach. What if you were doing something for a CPA, an accounting firm? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, same thing. I, I would do something along the line of um, them sitting down with specific clients, mm-hmm. maybe going to the to their job site and talking to them. Uh, I thought about something you talked about in one of your previ- uh, previous podcasts where you had done something for a bookkeeper where you showed the different uh, walks of life that that bookkeeper helped. Mm-hmm. I think one was a construction worker, one was small business small owner. business owner. Maybe I would use video of them meeting with them at their job site. Okay. I like that. So that may be something like uh, that you would think about doing as far as B-roll. Well, see, here's the thing. I wouldn't think of that. I would... My professional videographer would. <laughs> well, that's the hope that they, that they have a, a good idea. Now, yeah. but if somebody is going to sit down, if you're going to sit down with a videographer, hopefully they're going to sit down way ahead of time and say, what is your goal? Right. It's like everything else. It's like building a website or 
putting together social media uh, presentation. What are your goals? What are your goals? Yeah. You can't just yeah. guess and go into it and hope that you have all the answers because it's not going to work out and, that way. And more specifically, what do you want people to do as a result of watching sure. this video? Do you want them to... What's the call to action? Go to your website and download something? Do you want them to come into your store? Do you, you know, what is it you want them to do? Is because it a specific service or mm -hmm. one part of your business or an sure. over... Yeah. Sure. Right. What's the ask? So that, that's, that's a, a very important part of sitting down and getting ready to do this. So now you got that. You get your storyboard, your B-roll. Next thing to worry about is lighting. Mm. This is something a lot of people don't give any real thought to because unless you're in the videography or photography field, you don't think about light. Yeah. I mean, how many of it, how? my question to you guys is, when was the last time you went and took a selfie and went, oh, my light, the light's wrong? Mm. Uh, I don't remember the last time I took a selfie, so... Yeah. I do. It was at one of our podcasts. It was the three of us. Oh, right. <laughs> right. When you were uh, demonstrating the, the funky little gimbal thing? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that yes, was cool. So. Um, uh, just setting up for this, even when Bill's done some shots of us... I don't consider the lighting. I'm just like, yeah. lights are on, we're good. You know, it's not like the angles or how it's going to make people look. That's exactly it. So you got to think about that. Mm -hmm. Now, even if you get to that point, the first thing that people do when they see somebody talking is, uh, as I bang into my ear, earpiece here, is listen. Mm -hmm. If you've got crappy audio, pardon me, but yeah. no other way to say it. If you've got crappy audio that's cutting... Uh, uh, yeah. We just lost five listeners right there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was no. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we just lost all of our li listeners because they thought the, the Mom, quality Mom, come back. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, before, before you do that, you want to check the acoustics of the, of the area you're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, the room we're in currently is not my favorite as far as acoustics, but it, there is something that to be taken into consideration. Does it echo when you talk? Um, does it have some sort of real deadening sound where you can barely hear yourself talk if you're screaming, mm -hmm. you know, do you have right. to scream? Is there ambient noise yeah, around? You know? Distractions, yep. So, so that's something that you need to take in. And the big, biggest thing to remember is when you're doing any type of audio for the video purposes, echo is the hardest thing to get rid of. So if you've got a lot of ambient echo noise in the background, you might as well start over, you know? Ooh. As I say that, we get some ambient noise going over here. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, that's that's that, and then of course I'm going to take us to the final part of the whole setup, and uh, we know this one all too well. <laughs> Be prepared to shoot multiple takes. Well, why would we have to do that? I don't know. You tell me. Because because <laughs> us videographers just like above. to keep <laughs> having you do it over and over again. Well, I would imagine you know when you're working with clients, it's pretty rare that you're going to have somebody who is a professional in front mm -hmm. of the camera. So, you know, there's going to be things like getting them comfortable to be in front of the sure. camera. Right. You know, they're going to, if they're reading from a script or they've memorized a script, um, they're not going to get it right at the first time. Nope. Something's always going to happen. Maybe the lighting's not quite right. Maybe like a dog ran across the, you know, across your shot or something sure. or anything. Um, Photobombed by a dog. <laughs> Photobombed by a dog. I, I mean, I, I ran into this a lot when I was um, art directing photo shoots for um, university that I worked for. And, you know, things that you don't think about just in everyday life. But when you set up a photograph, you got to take into consideration. Is there a garbage can in the shot? Mm -hmm. You know, is there a telephone pole in the shot? Is there something that's not supposed to be there? You really have to pay sure. attention to make sure. sure that because you're creating a scene. 
mm-hmm. you know. And now you wouldn't think about that just walking down the sidewalk, mm-hmm. but when you're trying to set up a shot, you know, there are certain things you want to be a certain way, and you have to mm-hmm. uh, prepare for those. Yeah, and and the reality is nowadays, when it comes to things like. Um, photos it's a little bit easier if you make a mistake and miss that that trash can yeah i can photoshop that out afterwards it's a lot harder to work around something that gets in a shot on a video Mm -hmm. that you didn't notice at the time so you really need to stage the area properly to make sure you don't have that stuff well to think you know with a photo let's say there's a garbage can that you know is in the in the shot we go in in 20 minutes you can probably get rid of that garbage Mm -hmm. can Mm -hmm. now you're talking about a a one minute video Mm -hmm. right that's 30 frames a second. Yep. How many seconds in a minute? 60. 60, right? So how many frames is that? You'd have to go in and wipe that garbage can 1800. out. We're talking about hours and hours worth of work. Yeah. So it'd be easier just to remove it from the beginning. Sure, sure. Absolutely. So that, those are the things you have to take into account when you're doing that. And the other thing behind doing multiple takes is even if you nail the take the very first time, you still need to try it a couple more times because you may find that by the time you get in two or three takes of it, you're sounding better. You decide, oh, this doesn't sound so good. I want to change this right. this specific sentence or this Your ponytail thing. was sticking up over your shoulder. <laughs> like a dead rat? Yeah. Lots of stuff. <laughs> or is it dead squirrel, I think is dead what you squirrel. call it. Dead squirrel. It's a dead yeah. squirrel, yeah. So, but anyway, but yeah, those are the type of things you got to look out for. And and so so when it comes to doing a promo video, you got to really take some time ahead of time and think, how do I do this? Right. Now, when you're talking promo video for uh, your business itself, it, it's a little bit different than shooting a promo video if you're a restaurant, for say, and, and you're doing a promo video for the latest menu item that you got coming mm-hmm. out. That's going to be a little bit different, obviously. So when you sit with down with the client and you know they come to you and say, I want to shoot a promo video, say it's a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you're going to cover all these things that you just talked about, like... Um, you know what's the what's the goal here? What is it you want people to do as a result of this mm-hmm. video? You know, script, um, B-roll, lighting, audio, all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the process you take them through? I mean, obviously you meet with them first. <coughs> Excuse me. And just kind of walk us through what's the what's the process? Well, obviously first I'm going to find out what type of promo video they're looking to do because like, again, like I said a few minutes ago, it's a very different thing if they're just trying to promote their, their business versus trying to promote a specific dish. So we're taking the uh, the idea of a restaurant at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to look at it very differently if I'm doing just their latest summer menu mm-hmm. versus doing uh, trying to promote their entire business. So now if they're talking about the entire business, I'm going to say, okay, well, what makes you unique? You know, we've talked about the unique value proposition. Okay, well, what makes you unique as a business? During the course of that, we're going to sit down and we're going to put together a storyboard of some sort, whether it's just an outline or I'm not a good artist as far as drawing, so I'm going to more than likely do an outline. And we'll sit down and we'll say, okay, well, what are you looking to do? What, are you trying, what part of your business makes you unique from others? What do you want to highlight as far as what you do? Then we start talking. Then we'll start thinking about okay, well, what footage do we need that's going to enhance that? Obviously, in a restaurant setting, you want to show the ambiance of what the place looks like mm-hmm. when it's busy, you know, right. when people are enjoying. Mm-hmm. You, oh, you, so you've yeah, you've got to take that in consideration. You're not going to shoot an empty restaurant. Right? I mean, you can, so you can give an idea of the decor of what it looks like. But ideally, the best thing to do would be to say, okay, when you have uh, what night are you, are you busy? Come down and do some B-roll footage for that night. 
Yeah. Now, it can be a little bit of an uh, inconvenience for the, the, the restaurant owner to have to do that because, obviously, you're bringing lighting and video and all kinds of stuff going on there. Yeah, so, but, I mean, part of the ambiance is people in the space. Yep. Yeah. I, I actually... Okay. The oh. only time I would maybe not use people is if you're trying to show, like, a banquet hall, like, the size of it or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like you said, the decor, like a wedding venue sure. or something. I don't know. And then the other option is if you don't want to interrupt your uh, your clientele coming into the restaurant. I have a, a another photographer friend who does basically just photography, doesn't do videography. But he just re- uh, recently did a shoot where the, the client wanted... Customers, he had, they had the, the the restaurant had an outdoor uh, deck where people could sit in front of the building, eat their meal, and so on and so forth. But they didn't want to interrupt their regular clients, their customers coming in. Mm-hmm. So they actually met at three thirty in the morning, brought a bunch of extras in. Wait, isn't it dark though? But yeah, because he wanted a night scene. He wanted it to oh. he wanted it to look the way the place would look if you went for an evening meal. That's interesting. And. So they started at 3.30 in the morning and shot till about 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, mm. just taking pictures of the front of this building with people sitting pretending to eat. <laughs> so Now, were these uh, professional models or just friends and family? Sometimes it's friends and family. I, I think in this case it was just friends and family of the owner. Okay. Um, but in some cases it will be extras. <laughs> it's it, a big be, ask for friends. Hey, what are you doing at 3.30 in the morning? morning. Need some pasta? Well, I, I mean, they may, put, they may have put a call out to ex, what they call an extras <laughs> call. Yeah. Where they may have said, hey, we'll give you each a gift certificate to come yeah. eat here. If you want to come meet us for 4.30 in the morning, this right. is the dress code we want you to look like. Yeah. Come and join us. You know? Now, but something the things like, to think about there. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sure. No, just the things to think about, the, the mm-hmm. planning. So, so that works as far as for both photo and video. I'm just, but I'm just explaining that there are certain ways around things if you don't want to uh, really disrupt the flow of what's right. going on in your business. But, you know, considering the logistics of putting a shoot like that together, you know, you get a bunch of people together, you do a shoot at 3.30 in the morning, you, you've got lighting to consider, you've got your storyboard and everything else. So let's say that shoot takes you um, three hours to do, mm-hmm. right? Not including the planning leading up to it. Sure. How much mileage can you expect to get out of that footage now that you've got it? You know, you've shot it, you've edited it down, you have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a lot out of it, and especially when it comes to video, not so much with photography, but when it comes to video, the reality is a lot of it gets left on the cutting room floor, so to speak. <laughs> I'm using an old term, but you know what I mean? To the extent of I may shoot in the course of video, for a one-minute video, I may shoot 20 minutes of video. Mm-hmm. So... I'll cut that down to one minute. Now it can be, depending on how we've talked about it ahead of time, more than likely it's going to be used on their website, on on social media. It could be on a number of social media channels, depending on on what they're aiming to, to, to aiming for, I should say. And then ultimately, might even be able to use some of the stuff that was discarded for the first one to make a secondary video later on down the line oh. to make that B-roll or something, especially if... Uh, the client is looking long term, okay. As opposed so, to yeah, just you, looking you, beyond tomorrow, you could get a lot of mileage out of it. Then, sure, sure, sure. And now <clears throat> we, we've talked in previous podcasts about how much it costs to do something like that, but it can get a little bit on the expensive side when you start getting into extras and and getting people, like I said, at three o'clock in the morning to go do a shoot. Yeah. It's going to be. But so, <clears throat> even if you're shooting um, B-roll of an empty restaurant, you know, but well lit <laughs> and everything. I mean, so. A little bit less logistic-wise, but still, you get a lot of mileage out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing you get to think about when it comes to promo videos are is uh, are is uh, you want to look at what do you want to convey besides that? Uh, do you want somebody narrating? 
like you know, a voiceover. A voiceover, yeah. You, okay. Now, now it's another it's, a, it's another expense, mm-hmm. but you'll get a, a professional narrative of what you're trying to put forth. So now you're putting a voice to it. Or I'm mm-hmm. thinking some of the local commercials, you just get the owner. That happens too. You know, that happens I mean, too. sometimes that works out. Sometimes not so much. Uh, yeah, I think on the radio I notice it more because it's just their it's voice, and you're just like, oh, maybe they should hire somebody. <laughs> <laughs> voice actor might be a good investment yeah. here. Yeah, they get a voice for silent film, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but the reality is now that's a very different type of promo video versus doing something that is text on the screen as well as maybe background music. Right. That's going to be a little less expensive, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be as polished. You know, I've done videos. Uh, Alicia and I have worked together with a, with a client where we did videos that were showing um, specific dishes that the restaurant was doing, mm-hmm. and there was no voice to it. It was all music in the background, and then the uh, chef putting it together, and then a final look at what it, what it was done at the end. Yeah. So that's a very different type of setup than the restaurant owner coming in and saying, "Yeah, and we put this into the bowl, and this, and we made this, and we did that." It, it costs a little bit more when you start getting into that end of it because there's a lot more heavy editing mm-hmm. as far as that end. So makes sense. What would you say is the um, biggest challenge for you in planning and shooting and editing a promotional video? Uh, I think the biggest challenge is getting the client on board. the The reality of it is is in this day and age, uh, we've had. Uh, other interviewees in the past, and we've also talked about it, is getting people to see the value in what you're doing. I find that when my clients realize that there's a value behind just doing a video versus taking out my my iPhone and trying to do a video with this, and seeing the difference between the two, they get it. But, But until you get to that point where you can convince somebody what I'm about to offer you is going to be a lot better than what you could do with your iPhone, Mm -hmm. it's it's an uphill battle from that up to that point. Once you get to that point, the, the, the value to that is, look, you're going to put your, your, your business in a light that people have not seen before. Mm-hmm. No pun intended, but, yeah. but it's going to be... No, it, it, def- <laughs> it takes it up a level. I mean, um, a lot of these things you don't notice until you see a comparison mm-hmm. you know, between a professionally done video mm-hmm. and somebody who grabbed their iPhone and shot something. I mean, I see it all the time in... Uh, stock photography. Mm-hmm. There's a huge range of quality sure. in stock photography, and you can tell the professional photographers from the, you know, guy that's got a phone. Mm-hmm. And and the the thing is, we're also conditioned as uh, to what we see on TV and what we see on on the internet. We're conditioned to see things a certain way. A lot of cuts, jump cuts are a big thing uh, to the bane of of the existence of most videographers. They're a pain in the butt to cut. From one scene to another to another to another, but most scene people, or angle? Do you mean scene angle? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Both. zoomed in, zoomed okay. out. Cuts are when you go to any type of different within the video turn changes in one way okay. or another. Okay. It may be a zoom in. It may be cut to a B roll. It may be cut back to the the person speaking. Okay. But the more of those you have, the bigger nightmare it is for the guy that's doing the or the gal that's doing the uh, the, the editing. Jump cuts are something that our minds as humans are used to seeing because we're flooded with it on internet, Yeah, TV. we've been conditioned. Yeah, conditioned is the better word, yes. So when you see something that is not filled with jump cuts, your mind recognizes that and says, wait, there's not something not right about this. You may not necessarily recognize it right off the well, bat. Well, it's different. It may not, you may not say there's something not right about this. I think it depends on the, this goes back to the strategy and, and what your goals are. 
because I'm thinking about the difference between, you know, a, a promotional video, say, on uh, one of the broadcast channels that's promoting a sports event, right? There's going to be lots of things going on in that promotional video, lots of jump cuts, graphics flying at sure, you, sure. people sure. running around. Now, compare that to a uh, documentary, documentary, sorry, on PBS, very different. Yeah, most most okay. of the time you're going to see you'll see the jump cuts, but they're much much more subtle. And mm-hmm. then yeah, I mean, go from scene to scene, they're going to be like you said, more subtle. But you're also going to get just longer sustained shots. Sure, sure. I and agree. so I think there's a there's a certain style mm-hmm. that you need to consider too. Agreed. There's nothing wrong with either one of those, but you wouldn't do you wouldn't do the the sports style on PBS. Mm-hmm. And you certainly wouldn't do the PBS style. Sure, no, but what I'm saying is I'm talking, what I was comparing was when you see something that there are no cuts at all. Yeah, yeah you notice it. You'll notice it. You notice it, absolutely. You may, you may not understand what, what you're seeing, but you'll set, you'll, your mind will realize something just seems different about this. It may not be wrong, yeah. but it seems different. Yeah. And it may be, you know, it may be appropriate for what you're promoting. Sure. You sure. know, I mean, if you're, if you're promoting, say, um, an assisted living community, right? You're gonna you're gonna shoot that and you're gonna edit that very differently than sure. if you're promoting a sporting event. Mm-hmm. You know, so the 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 cutting will be different, the pacing will be different, mm-hmm. um, and that's I'm assuming that's where you know sitting down with the client and going, okay, what are we what are we videoing? What's the goal? What's the goal here? What do you want people to do when they see this? And that's going to determine a lot of things, including the style of editing and the style that you're going to shoot. Sure, sure. And, and so it really does go on a case-by-case basis, but the key is sitting down and talking with somebody because we've said it many, many times in this podcast, our jobs as business owners are not to know how to do everything. That's why they have professionals. That's why there are marketing professionals out there and design professionals and photographers and videographers. It's because nobody should have to try to do it all themselves. Right. Right. Or else you're going to be doing many, many shots instead of just multiple takes, (laughs) like days worth. (laughs) Exactly. And and just because there are better tools now, like, um, you know, the cameras and the phones get better all the time. There are are software tools that are very inexpensive for editing video. But just because those are available doesn't mean, you know, that you can um, do without the expertise and the experience of working with somebody who knows how to use the tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of like if you were a plumber or a carpenter, like just because I bought some tools at Home Depot doesn't mean I can go home and fix my own stuff. You mean, like, if, you mean if I get a Photoshop uh, package, it doesn't mean that I can be a graphic designer? Uh, no. <laughs> right. No. Hey, I have Facebook, though, I mean, so I'm a social media I, Listen, I do things <laughs> at home, you know, certain fix-it things. But there are certain things I'm like, no, I need a professional. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to monkey with my electrical work, right? Yeah. Plumbing and electrical are the two things I don't touch. I call somebody Agreed. in because, too you know, much damage there's, yeah, there's too many things that could go wrong. Especially when you mix electrical and water. It's not good. Yeah, it's not really good. Mm-hmm. Or I just don't have the time. Sure, that's the other you thing. You know, it's like, look, I'm going to hire an expert to come in and do this while I do other things that are, you know, a better use of my time. Sure. So I think we've covered everything unless anybody else has any of the commentary they want to throw in there. No, I I just think all the points that you have outlined here, it's good for the business owner to take them into account if they're trying to get a video, promotion video together. But if you're working with a professional, 
they're pretty much going to just do it for you. Sure. That's, yeah. that's the hope. And, and the outcome <laughs> will be much better. And one thing that we didn't talk about at the very beginning is why use video to begin with? And that's because video is... In case you haven't heard. It's hot right now. I think. Um, yeah, I, I'd say the majority of my business has kind of shifted more towards video lately than photography. Right. I mean, I still do some photography, but definitely a lot more video. Well, there was a, at least maybe there's a, a statistic that you cited, or maybe I read in one of the articles you sent out about uh, a large percentage of people preferring video over, you know, a piece of text. Oh, was that the, the LinkedIn one that I sent the other day? I think, you, oh, was it you that sent that article? said 80%, per, 80% of people would prefer watching a video over text. Which yeah. is crazy. I mean, that's that's a big, big number, a big percentage. Yeah. And they're saying by 2020, it's going to be closer to 90, 95% of people will be count, count, counting on video versus imagery or text or anything else. Even the infographics are kind of slowly working their way out of things. Mm. But. Mm. So the fact that, you know, people are preferring that... Um, you know, Facebook, Google, all the rest have adjusted their algorithms to favor video um, online. It makes sense to use it. Mm-hmm. it. Makes sense to use it in your marketing. It makes sense to use it, you know, on your website, your social media, and e- and even more the reason to hire a professional to do it now, because you're with more and more people going to be jumping on that video bandwagon. You need to differentiate you need yourself. Differentiate yourself. Stand out. You know? Yeah. It may be that drone video shot that comes in over your over your uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, or pulling out away from it. Those are the type of things that can get thrown into a video that you may not do yourself, you know, mm-hmm. or it may be, you know, a nice drive-by shot. <laughs> Wrong words to use, but... but <laughs> don't uh, advertise that service. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do drive-bys, okay, people? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure here that we're towards the end of our podcast day, so yeah, I think we're all a little punchy. But. A little punchy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a good point. You know, they're... Uh, working with a, a professional, mm-hmm. um, they're going to be able to sort of think outside the box. They'll be able to think from the outside perspective. I yes. mean, as a business owner, you have that mm-hmm. you know, it's curse of inside thinking. It's, sure. like you, it's hard for you to look at your business from the point of view of a prospect. But a videographer can come in and, and have that point of view, and he can suggest things that you wouldn't have thought of, you know, mm-hmm. angles, different types of shots, um, you know, props, lots of things that you're not necessarily going to be thinking about because, you know, you're you're not a photographer, you're not a videographer, you're a business owner, you know what you do really well. Sure, sure. Yeah, so it, it really comes down to uh, how much do you want to stand out from your competition? Ultimately, I, I hate to throw that gauntlet out there and say, right, right. but the, the reality is everything we've been doing with this podcast, the webinar, is all about how are you going to put yourself a step ahead of your competition. Yep. Right. So if, you, if you're not doing that, then you're going to fall behind, unfortunately. So having said that, that's a perfect segue into us talking about uh, how you can shamelessly plug us, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you liked what you heard on today's podcast, you can check out our other podcasts on marketingessentialsteam.com. We have a podcast page where we published all our previous podcasts. You can also subscribe to them on iTunes. You can check out uh, more information about us on our Facebook page at Marketing Essentials Team. And uh, you can contact us through the Facebook page if you have questions about anything related to marketing or photography or social media or uh, design and branding. Yes. Uh, we also have a Facebook group, a, a private group, 
um, that you can um, uh, apply to. And that has to do with marketing as well. But I'm going to let Alicia explain a little more in detail about what that is. So you can find the Facebook group at Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. And it's basically it's a community for local businesses, small to medium businesses, and other marketing professionals to kind of just have an ongoing conversation where we can post about businesses, can post about their marketing struggles and challenges, success stories, and then to kind of um, converse with other local marketing professionals and get some advice. And yeah, it's a it's a great community. It's uh, it's fun to see some of the the wins that are happening on a weekly basis for certain businesses, and yep. also to be able to help each other out. Um, mm-hmm. So it is by uh, it is a closed group, so you would have to ask for permission. But as Alicia says, we don't turn away anybody. So as of right now, we'll let you in. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, Justin touched on the podcast. You can see the podcast uh, through our website. But if you're one of those people that likes to listen in your car as you're driving around, uh, we also have the podcast available through iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just look for the Marketing Essentials team, and you'll find it there. And we'd like to give a shout out to our venue host today, which is Rooms and Works. They're a co-working space in Providence, and you can find them online at roomsandworks.com. Until next time, I, uh, I guess it's time for us to say goodbye, right? Yes. Say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> Tongue-tied. <laughs> Can you just, until next time. Bye. See ya.